0: Welcome to Red Carpet Retirement. This podcast is all about helping business owners and those in the entertainment and creative industries secure and protect their financial future. We provide educational stories and specific strategies so you can achieve the red carpet retirement you so richly deserve. Now here's your host, Adam Scott. Hello and welcome to Red Carpet Retirement. I'm here today with my co-producer, Patrice. Hello, Patrice. How are you doing? Hello, Adam. How are you? Good. And uh, yeah, so we're into another episode of Red Carpet Retirement. It's the first episode of the year. Oh, and, and what happy th- new
1: year. Happy new year.
0: <laughs> happy new year, Patrice, and happy new year to all of our listeners. And I'm sure one thing that's on your mind is what can I do about taxes this year? What's one thing that I need to start getting done now that's going to make a difference?
1: Mm-hmm. And I know most people are probably thinking, well, I should save for retirement. All right. We've got IRAs and we've got 401ks. What is the difference, Adam?
0: Right. So, Patrice, we're just going to narrow into one strategy today that can really help people over the long term. And we're going to tell something that people don't know, right? Even really sophisticated do-it-yourselfers don't know this particular strategy, which is called a mega backdoor roth 401k and we're going to tell you how to do it but we're also going to give some notes on the more generic 401k roth 401k and how you should have inv- in uh you know whether you should use one over the other and how to maximize that and we're also going to talk about the difference between a 401k and an ira because a lot of people get confused and they don't really understand the difference
1: and i think or, that's probably the best place to start yeah
0: Yeah, exactly. So many people have a 401k at work. And if they don't have a 401k, they might have a 403b. If they work in the public sector for a university or a school, they might have a 403b instead of a 401k. But essentially, to all intents and purposes, it's the same. You're saving out of your paycheck into this employer-sponsored retirement plan. You can only save into it if your employer provides it now that's a 401k or 403b an IRA is open to anybody who has income from work if your employer doesn't have a retirement plan or if you're self-employed you can contribute into an IRA in fact your spouse can also contribute into into their own IRA as long as one of you Works. Now, with that IRA we're talking about, right that that's a very limited amount of money that you can put into the IRA. You know, around six thousand dollars a year might have gone up to six and a half thousand dollars in 2024. You can either do a traditional IRA or you can do a Roth IRA. Now it's the same thing with a 401k. At the 401k, that is, as I say, can only be done through your employer. If your employer offers a four hundred one k, and you can either make a traditional tax deductible contribution that reduces your taxes, or you can make a Roth contribution that doesn't reduce your taxes. Oh, no, talk-
1: wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uncle Sam is going to want those taxes one way or another. <laughs> you know that.
0: Yeah, he is going to want those. Uh, he is going to want those taxes, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But I just wanted to make really clear the difference between an IRA and a 401k because people get confused. In fact, Mm -hmm. they are so interchangeable that I might make a mistake during the course of this podcast and I might start saying Roth IRA or mega backdoor Roth IRA when I really mean Roth 401k or mega backdoor Roth 401k. But just remember the 401k is through your employer. You can put a ton more money into your 401k every year versus the IRA where you can't put too much in. So Patrice, today we are focusing on 401ks, the employer plans versus the IRAs that anybody can contribute to. Because the 401ks are so much better. You can stuff so much more money into them. And the mega backdoor 401ks, you can stuff even more money into them. So the next thing that I want to clarify, Patrice, is why would somebody contribute into a tax deductible versus a Roth IRA? Or as you say, like if they're not getting a tax deduction by contributing to a Roth IRA, why would they even do it? So, Patrice, any advice for our listeners on why someone might want to contribute to a Roth 401k versus a traditional tax deductible 401k?
1: Ah, yes. Think about your later years and the taxes that you would have had to pay, except that you paid them up front on that Roth.
0: Exactly. That the government is always going to want its pound of flesh. So either you give the government its pound of flesh at the beginning, you contribute into a (laughs) Roth, (laughs) or you give that pound of flesh in retirement. Now, how big is that pound of flesh that you're going to have to give the government? Now, if you're, going to, if you're going to be much wealthier in retirement and in a much higher tax bracket, you're giving them a much bigger pound of flesh in retirement, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas if you end up not being particularly wealthy in retirement and you're in a lower tax bracket, then your pound of flesh will be a lot less in retirement. So you've got to figure out, if you are... In a low tax bracket now, because you're young, maybe you're 23, 24, you started your first job and you're in a low tax bracket. Or hey, maybe you got married at 23, 24. So you're and your wife your your spouse is not working, and you're you know, you're just right at the beginning of your bottom the beginning of your career, you might be in a very low tax bracket. And if you can afford to save, you don't need the tax deduction because you're not paying any taxes. Mm. But Maybe you're in a, the kind of job where one day you're going to be earning a lot of money and you're going to save a lot and you're going to retire and you're going to be wealthy in retirement. If you were to take the tax deduction now and take the money out later in retirement, you're going to be saving very little now and then taking the money out in retirement on a much higher tax bracket. So that would not be a good plan. The best plan would be to contribute Roth savings now. So if you're in a low tax bracket and you expect to be in a high tax bracket in retirement, you want to make Roth 401k contributions. Conversely, if you're in a high tax bracket, like I'm in a pretty high tax bracket right now, and I can do with all the help I can get to try to reduce my tax burden, so I might want to make a traditional 401k contribution under the assumption that in retirement that... I'm not going to be earning a big salary or whatever. And that, you know, the I think I made this this gag last time when we were talking about Roth conversions for trees, but what's the quickest way to reduce your tax bracket?
1: I don't know, Adam, what's the quickest way to reduce your tax bracket?
0: Stop working. <laughs>
1: You did use that before.
0: I did use that before, <laughs> didn't I? Right. It still applies. In fact, a lot of what I just explained, we did talk about in the last episode where we talked about Roth conversions and why someone might want to do a Roth conversion. But today, we're just talking about the contributions. And I was just,
1: yeah. And tell me about the, the contributions, the employer matches. Where does that fit in here?
0: So the employer oftentimes matches a 401k contribution and let's say that if maybe the employer gives you a four percent match and it's often around a particular formula Mm -hmm. and i used to think that they just would match four percent of whatever you contributed but that's not the case they match they match up to four percent of your salary so if you've got a hundred if you've earning a hundred thousand dollars and you contribute $4,000 a year to your IRA, they'll match it. They'll match it with 4%, another $4,000. So you basically double your money, right? You Straight away, you're doubling your money because of the match. So you really want to make sure that you contribute at least up to the match. Now, are there any questions, Patrice, about why someone might want to do the deductible contribution versus the Roth contribution? Or do you think we've made that clear?
1: I think you've made that pretty clear. It's it's taxes all the way around, no matter how you look at it.
0: Right. So just again, to put a nail in the coffin for my situation, if I think I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket because I'm going to stop working, I'm going to drop into a lower tax bracket when I retire. Therefore, I want to get the tax deduction now because when I pull that money out in retirement, I'm going to pull it out. At a much less lower tax bracket. Okay.
1: What about limits, Adam? What, what kind of limit? How much can you put into these accounts?
0: So, Patrice, the limits have increased for 2024. They haven't increased that much, actually, surprisingly. So, the most that somebody who is over 50 can contribute into their 401k out of their own paycheck currently is 30500 or at least it I say currently in 2023, it was $30,000. It's going to go up to 30500 That's including the catch-up. Now, the catch-up contribution is $7,500. And that's something that people who are over 50 can contribute in addition to the standard contribution. So the standard contribution is going to become $23,000. And the catch-up contribution is $7,500. So anybody who's working can contribute up to $23,000. Even if you only earn $23,000 from your job, you could put the whole $23,000 into the 401k. If you're over 50, you can put $30,500 into your 401k, an awful lot more than you can put into your IRA. And by the way, you can do both. You know, you can contribute to both an IRA and a 401k.
1: You could contribute to multiple IRAs, couldn't
0: you? Multiple IRAs or multiple 401ks? IRAs. IRAs. Um, you can only contribute I and mean, you can, you could contribute to different IRAs, but you can only contribute up to the maximum every exactly. year.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And okay, well, here we're talking about maximums and, and how much you can put in. Suppose you have the ability to put in more.
0: Right. What do you right. do? So traditionally, let's say you contributed, you're over 50, you you want to contribute as much of your paycheck as you can, and you contribute up to $30,500 now. And maybe your employer is giving you a, a 4% match, and let's say it's $4,000 for the sake of argument. So you're now contributing $34,500, right? But There is another limit that the IRS allows you. If your employer was incredibly generous, they could contribute up to a total of, if you're over 50, they could contribute, they could increase that total contribution up to $76,500.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, that is the total amount that that the IRS allows you to put into these plans. But the catch is, is that the employer has to do the rest of it right now not many employers do that
1: no none that i know
0: of what's that none yes yeah it used to be you could only do that the only people who could take advantage of this for the most part were either incredibly highly compensated executives at the top of their companies but more likely are business owners so business owners can put in plans where they're funding their own retirement. And again, if they're over 50, that's up to 76,500. If they're under 50, that's up to 69,000. So they're the people who can take advantage of this. And there are special formulas they can use to maximize their retirement. It's up actually up to 25%. of Part of the formula is that it's got to be up to 25% of their income they can put into these plans. But now... There's another category of people who can benefit from this. So this is the magic of the mega backdoor Roth 401k.
1: Sounds like a movie.
0: It does sound like a movie. And (laughs) now, Patrice, are you familiar with the backdoor Roth IRA?
1: I somewhat am, yes.
0: Because this strategy, the mega backdoor Roth 401k, Is what it says, it's mega, but it's based on a strategy that originally was done for IRAs.
1: It's basically a rollover, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So, what the Roth, what the backdoor Roth IRA is, and how it came about is because there are income limits for contributing to an IRA where you can't deduct it against your taxes. You can contribute to an IRA, but it's not tax deductible. Yeah, over certain income limits. So you've got to look into the rules for that. And if you can't, if you couldn't make a tax-deductible contribution to an IRA, arguably it's not even worth doing. Now, that's a whole other debate, but I don't think it's necessarily worth doing. However, the IRS, when they impose these limits, left in a loophole is that anybody, no matter if you're Warren Buffett, you can convert your IRA to a Roth IRA. So people realized they could simply contribute to an IRA. They don't get a tax deduction, but if they convert it right away to a Roth, it's just like doing a Roth contribution itself. Now there are some there are some minefields around this, and there are some rules around it, so you've got to be really careful. It's not that not as simple as that, but that is the idea of a backdoor Roth IRA. So turns out, that there are now rules where you can do the same thing with um, the me- the mega backdoor Roth 401k is somewhat similar. I don't know when these rules evolved, but I started hearing of this strategy about three years ago, and I do it with a number of my clients. What it is, is that you can contribute after-tax contributions into your 401k plan up to that limit that I talked about, 66 sorry, $69,000 if you're under 50, or $76,500 if you're over 50. Now, these after-tax contributions, they're different to the Roth contribution that we talked about earlier, because these are gonna go into a third account, and you can only do it if your employer has set this up, but a lot of employers have. UCLA has this in place, both of my son's employers have this capability in place.
1: Hmm.
0: Most young people that I know who are working at tech companies, they all have this third plan in place for after-tax money. But you don't just want to make an after-tax contribution like that after-tax IRA. I don't like after-tax IRAs unless you convert convert it. Similarly, I don't like after-tax money going into a retirement plan. I don't even really want to call it a 401k because I'm not sure it's strictly a 401k, but it's part of your 401k plan. But you put in this after-tax money and then you need to convert it right away Mm -hmm. to the Roth 401k. I mean, this is what's crazy. You can't put it directly into the Roth 401k, but you can convert it after you've contributed it. And this means that if, you know, if you're a young person working at a tech company and you're earning 69, whatever, you're earning a lot of money and you can afford to save $69,000 a year. You can be shoving this money into your retirement account and it's going to grow tax-free.
1: Now, let me think this through. If you put this into a third account, you immediately should turn it over, though should should roll it over because if there is any increase in value, are there taxes involved?
0: Exactly, Patrice, you got it. Okay. This is why I this is why I don't like after-tax IRAs if you just leave the money in there, and why I don't like an after-tax, this after-tax account in your retirement plan if you don't convert it. Because what happens is when you pull the money out, any growth will be taxable, mm-hmm. and it will be taxed at your income tax rate, not at the favorable capital gains tax rate. However, if you convert it, into the Roth plan, there will be no taxes when you take the money out.
1: Got it. So you've got to make sure you do that right away.
0: you got to do that right away. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little tricky. You need, you need a lot of help and a lot of advice. And this is something you need to talk to your accountant about. You need to talk to your financial advisor about to help you navigate this. But it's really extraordinary. And I want to tell you another case. It's not just helpful to highly paid individuals, you know, like my sons, they're doing pretty well. They don't spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're able to take advantage of this right through their workplace plans. But there's another kind of person who may not be a highly paid person, but they have a 401k or a 403, be at work. And maybe they have inherited some money. And let's say they've got a million dollars sitting in a taxable account that they're investing but that account's getting invested it getting taxed every year all the growth is getting taxed what they can do is they can give themselves a pay cut by putting all of their money into this strategy right let's say you're earning let's say you're earning $80,000 a year but you put your entire paycheck into these strategies meanwhile you live off that million dollars that you inherited or maybe you sold a house you've got a million dollars you know maybe you got divorced and as part of the divorce you you got a million dollars hey it could be three hundred thousand dollars it could be two hundred thousand dollars i don't care what it is but it's this money that's currently getting taxed and we need to get that into a tax advantaged account and this is one way of doing it like fairly soon i mean you're shoveling over if you're over 50, $76,000 a year, within five years, you're going to have a significant sum of money put away in a, into a an account that you're never going to have to pay tax on again. So that's a mega backdoor Roth, IR, Roth 401k. <laughs> oh, right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, how does this help business owners too?
0: Right. Right. By the way, I just want to clarify one thing. You can also convert that Roth 401k that, that Roth 401k or this account directly into a Roth IRA, right? That after-tax account, you can roll it right into a Roth IRA. So that's why sometimes it's called the mega backdoor Roth IRA. It might be called the mega backdoor Roth IRA or the mega backdoor Roth 401k. Got it. So business owners, great question, Patrice. So it helps business owners because especially if you have what's called a solo 401k as a business owner and a lot of people in the entertainment industry, we work with a lot of people in the entertainment industry and they might be highly compensated and they have their own corporation. It's called a loan out corporation and they hire out their services to production companies and the production companies pay their corporation and then in their corporation, they can create a retirement plan just for themselves and they can make sure that in their retirement plan, they have this capability. If they don't currently have the, this capability, they should talk to the record keeper that created their retirement plan and they need to add this str- capability and strategy to their plan and create an account with their financial advisor so they can take advantage of this strategy. Because the great thing is, if you are a business owner, you're in control of those contributions. If you've got a lot of c- Of employees, you might be slightly restricted by the rules as to how much you can put in. But if you don't have any employees, you're free to put as much as you like into these plans, right? I mean, following the rules, but you're you're not going to be so limited by the rules. Uh, You're going to be able to. It's much easier to maximize it and put in seventy six thousand five hundred dollars. And I do this for many of my clients.
1: This sounds great, Adam. What are some of the mistakes, though? I can see lots of. Lots of ways you could trip up here,
0: right, Patrice? All of this is is a minefield, and uh, you know, <laughs> Roth conversions. Yeah, you know, I talked about this. I think at the end of last year, when we talked about Roth conversions, uh, about the the landmines that you can step on that step on that blow the whole strategy up. Yeah, you know, and so you really need to work you know, with a professional in doing this with your CPA, but. One of the things, of course, is you put the money in and you never convert it. If you don't convert it, you're going to end up paying a lot of tax. And you might have been better off not doing the strategy at all. You also want to make, there are a lot of rules around uh, around Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks and Roth conversions in terms of when you can take the money out. The rules are so complicated, I can't go into them all right here. But one of the rules is if you convert the money, you may be restricted as to whether the, when you can take the money out. You may have to keep the money in there for five years. So you don't want to go and be converting this money and suddenly need it because you may be paying penalties if you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Got it. Keep going. There've got to be some others too, I'm betting you.
0: You know, I think that that, uh, that that's the main one that, that comes to mind comes to my mind, there are there are a lot of minefields you can step on in terms of doing other Roth conversions. And you should listen to the podcast from last year. In terms of doing this one, those are the two main issues that I see. Of course, the other issue is simply, is this the best strategy for you, right? That don't just jump into this strategy when maybe you should be making, say, tax-deductible contributions. or I mean, you can actually do both, but you need to figure out whether this strategy actually is going to be beneficial to you.
1: Now, I think you mentioned before we started uh, recording that um, Secure 2.0 played a part in this.
0: What about
1: new legislation too that could be coming down?
0: Right, yeah. Thanks for asking that, Patrice. So Secure 2.0, the legislation that went into place a couple of years ago about retirement plans and taxes and has now enabled your employer to make Roth contributions prior to mm. 2.0 the employer match could only be deductible. So imagine again you're maybe you're a teenager you're working like my kids did as a as a busboy, right? And hey, maybe your your employer has a 401k plan mm-hmm. and they're giving a match, but you're in a really t- low tax bracket, you're not paying any tax and your employer makes that match, we'll call it $1,000. And But when you take that out in retirement, you're going to be paying a ton, ton of tax on it. And so, hey, it was great that the, that the employer gave you a match, but it would be a lot better if you didn't have to pay any tax on it when you take it out in retirement. Well, now you can elect to have that employer make Roth contributions instead of making deductible contributions. So going back to that uh what we mentioned at the beginning, if you think you're going to be in a higher tax bracket in retirement, you want to ask your employer to make Roth contributions. N- this is very new, Patrice. So <laughs> the employers are struggling to put this capability into their plans. Yeah. So they may not currently be able to make those Roth contributions. Who
1: would pay the tax then? The employer?
0: Oh, yeah. No, you will okay. y- you will pay the tax on the employer's contribution, but you'll elect to pay it now instead of later.
1: Okay. It just didn't, didn't make much sense to me if the employer is putting it in and paying the tax. That wouldn't make sense. It does if they put it in but you still end up paying the tax.
0: Right, absolutely.
1: Understood. Okay.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> Patrice, just as a as a couple of um of examples, you know, I I just tricky to talk about examples because i don't <laughs> i don't want to uh you know uh there's confidentiality so to speak but yes i have some young uh you know, children of clients who are doing very well let's say working in the tax sphere and we are doing this with them and they're rapidly building up significant retirement accounts with this after-tax money uh Uh, And, you know, so their accounts are now worth, say, $300,000 of money that they've put in to this after-tax account that's now converted into their Roth account that they'll never pay tax on again. Similarly, I kind of gave the examples of, hey, if you got divorced and you've got that million dollars, again, I'm doing this with clients, turning uh, that $1,000, I'm sorry, $1 million dollars taxable account that they received through a divorce or through a house sale, and we're turning it into a giant Roth 401k and ultimately a giant Roth IRA.
1: That sounds like a very interesting and um, in many cases, it could be a suitable solution.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great, it's, it's a hidden strategy that most people don't know about. And even if they know about it, They don't really know how to implement it. It's amazing how I've had to actually log in with clients on a Zoom and show them how to take advantage of this. But you should definitely check out if your employer offers this third after-tax account. And you might have seen it sitting there, but you just didn't know what it was or how to use it.
1: Well, Adam, you've mentioned too, and it does sound to me like there are minefields. You really need to speak to somebody who understands this. So how can listeners reach you if they've got questions?
0: Thanks, Patrice. So they can reach us, uh, they can go to our website, uh, wellacrewealth.com, and they can send us a message from there. And they can also give us a call and they can ask for me on 310-220-4946, 310-220-4946, or email me at ascott at wellacrewm.com or Ascott at wellacrewealth.com. And if you've got any questions about this or any other subject, please email us and let us know. And before we go, I must say there is another minefield, a uh, uh, landmine, uh-huh. I think, uh, that with IRA rollovers and to some extent 401k rollovers, you're only allowed to do a certain amount every year. There are, There are specific rules around that if you do it wrong. If you do it the right way, you can do as many as you like. But if you do it the wrong way, you're limited. So once again, please talk to your CPA before doing this or talk to your financial advisor.
1: There you have, listener. You've heard it and you've gotten that warning. Make sure you call, talk to Adam or your own financial professional. But follow this podcast for more of these great ideas. Red Carpet Retirement to make sure you know when the next show is ready for you and share with others. I'm Patrice Sikora, and thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you very much, Patrice, and to our listeners. Have a great new year. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wellacre Wealth Management, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content should not be considered as legal or tax advice, nor is it intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and consult with your own legal and tax professionals before taking any action.